Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of Back-Row.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. I am Dan Gorman, and with me, as always, is Carlo. Heyo. Heyo. This is Cream of the Crud, where Carlo and I talk about what we've been watching, news of notable releases, movies we've screened recently, Hmm. and much more. It's a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged so go to back-row.com if you haven't, where you can find lots of other podcasts in this feed. But also go to uh, crudbuddies.club, where you can find our uh, schedule for our Sunday morning movies, which mm. we do as mm. the Crud Buddies. And you can also go to our Discord there, where we talk about movies and and whatever weird things we feel like talking about. It's just a chill place to be. Yep. Sure Yeah. Is. Sure So. Sure. <laughs> One example of something that we screened recently mm. uh, was Hammerhead 2005. Okay, yeah, I was gonna, I was wondering which one you were gonna bring up because I'm uh, just bringing up the most recent one. Yeah, that, that is the most recent one. I uh, sort of clocked out halfway, yeah. so I didn't log it. But yeah, yeah. that's definitely so this the is most recent William, one. <laughs> William Forsyth and and Jeffrey Combs. It's uh, about a half man, half shark who can stalk on land and in the water, and also in like little marshes and other things. It seems. Yeah, and he's someone's son. I, yeah, I, isn't he like Jeffrey Coombs' son? That's I think so. Yeah, yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I, I sort of like I, I probably just like fell asleep even, and then I woke up, and then I just posted like one message in the chat room saying like, Deep, <laughs> "Deepest blue is my, yeah. my, my son is like a shark man," <laughs> and then I just left again. <laughs> and fell back asleep. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean. It's from 2005. It's 90 minutes. Uh, I I wouldn't say that I loved it, but it it is a a good bit of nonsense. It's mm-hmm. you could do a lot of worse. Uh, my main takeaway was it's basically Street Sharks, the cartoon <laughs> movie, because he like stands up like a like the animated TV show Street Shark characters that used to. I get um, yeah okay, but I guess it's like Street Sharks in the way that Evil Tunes is about many tunes. Yes. So it's just one shark. Yeah, it's a Street like Sharks movie. If just it's, one tune. It, yeah, if <laughs> yeah. the only thing that you need to be a Street Sharks movie is something that sort of reminds me of Street Sharks. <laughs> I mean, it's good enough. It's, it's it's the best we got. We don't we don't have a Street. You think they'll ever make a Street Sharks movie? You, I you don't think, know. I mean, they bring everything back, so <laughs> I'd be down for it. They probably go for like a biker mice movie. Yeah, first. Biker Mice from Mars has a great Super Nintendo game. Uh, is that the like the racing game? Like sort of you go into like like sort of like NASCAR. It's just like circles kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's like uh, 
like isometric and you go around these yeah, streets yeah, yeah, that yeah, are yeah. like loops yeah i remember yeah good, good game yeah it's a, it's a good game yeah it's not as not as good as like uh what's another game like that i guess like micro machines is kind of different yeah. rock and roll uh, racing uh, i'm not sure if i've ever that played that lizards but... little game yeah oh, okay i do love like the the micro machines games though those are like really great uh local co-op uh yeah or, or like multiplayer against yeah. You know what I always didn't like though about mm. that was what? the the multiplayer was always like when the other person gets far enough off yeah, the screen yeah, you're you fucked. die and, yeah. and I was kind of like that's not fun. <laughs> no, that's not fun. It's like uh, it's pretty harsh that way. You you need to keep up or like uh, going off the track is one way to die, but also being too slow is one way to die. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. But well, pretty this competitive. Has been our video game corner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love talking games. So yeah. You know. <laughs> Was there another crud buddy screening you mm. wanted to bring up? Prayer of the Roller Boys. Uh, well, I haven't gotten to that one yet. Yeah. I, I am meaning to though. I know you you saw that one. So like, if you want to talk about it, I, feel free. I won't say too much about it, but I just I do want to say that this is a great example of why you should never judge a movie by either like the general consensus of it or okay. even sometimes like because because sometimes you go on letterbox and you're like oh an interesting weird obscure movie i'm gonna uh -huh. look at it and everybody's giving it one star and you're like <laughs> it might not be very good yeah. um yeah. not that this movie is that obscure i mean a little it's a little obscure but yeah yeah um so my whole life, I grew up being like, yeah, Prayer of the Roller Boys, that movie sucks or whatever, because like Based everyone says it sucks. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and I think I might have seen bits of it on VHS and stuff, but I <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> um, I thought it was a whole lot of uh, cheesy, mm. stupid fun, mm. and I thought the like not-so-distant future was like a cool uh setting like i thought it was going to be really drab and dreary low budget shit but it's actually like like you know war-torn la with like houses that have burned out crts playing static on their uh, lawns and yeah. like there's this you know white supremacist group of rollerbladers so there was a little bit of like parallels to mm. today and so there it was kind of like and then it was also just entertaining throughout. I was never really bored. So yeah, like if you've if you've not watched Prayer of the Roller Boys because you always assumed it would be a boring mm. piece of crap. Yeah. I don't know. I was very entertained. <laughs> it's it's one of those movies that always comes up in like the rollerblade skate exploitation eighties nineties kind of thing. But I for some reason I'd never gotten around to it. And then again, I put a trailer in the pre-show like. Uh, a month or two uh, or or two ago and uh then you were like let's watch this but i yeah. I, I couldn't uh attend the screening that sunday so i still have to catch up to it i i, I will watch it for sure yeah uh, in the coming like i don't know weeks or something um <laughs> isn't it like from the same people who did a point break or something so yes the writer of oh. this movie yeah um wrote point break oh, okay okay and both movies are about somebody who has to go undercover in a gang <laughs> no and way. potentially start committing crimes himself <laughs> to prove that he's in this gang okay. while also falling in love with someone at where the relationship might, you know, spoil their cover. Is, it's is, like, is it Corey Haim is like the Keanu Reeves character now? Yeah. Okay. 
it's like Corey Corey Haim has to go into the un, the gang and yeah, yeah. and go undercover to try and like is there um, a Swayze? Is there a Swayze? Yeah, I yes. mean like this. Oh, okay, like the Bodhi character, you know. Yeah, so there's like, like a guy who's, who's the main dude who <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. he used to knew know when he was a kid. Oh, and so it's like we have history together. You went one way, I went the other. But is he Swayze? You know no. what I mean? No, oh, he's okay. just some goofus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's, there's a reason people know Point Break and all the yeah. Prayer of the Roller Boys. But Exactly. Uh, well, what about that other movie, the Blade Squaw thing? I know that's from the people who did Point Break as well. It's from it's the a, same writer. Oh, again. Yeah, okay. That's why uh, I, I'm... Yeah, uh, and so that's why I, I was like messaging you about it because yeah, I was like, yeah, what? did this guy have something to do with like inline skates? Like... <laughs> I guess that was his thing, you know. <laughs> he have shares in yeah. in line skates and needs to make movies about it. Man, that movie's fucking hard to find though. The Blade Squad. Like I have, I have a copy, but it is fucking. Uh, you can't find it on the usual sites. I. It used to be. Uh, it was sold as a TV pilot or something, yeah. but that didn't get picked up. So um, I guess it's a movie now sort of i don't know yeah yeah but yeah if you look for tv shows tv pilots that's that's one way to find it i'll catch up we uh yeah we screen movies on sunday you can go to credbuddies.club check it out join the discord have some conversations chat about movies and comics and music and whatever anything yeah we, we even yeah. have a sports channel now yeah uh so you know join us <laughs> <laughs> we're not you know no we're pressure not. Yeah, no pressure it's just yeah. a cool place to hang out if you uh yeah if you're into the idea of discord um i mean uh, for me it goes like way back i used to be on irc a lot yeah uh, me too yeah and then that sort of like i don't know fizzled out and then slack came around like i remember making uh it wasn't called crowd buddies at that point but i made a slack with similar intent uh getting like letterboxed people uh in like a chat room kind of thing but that never really took off uh but then the discord one i made thanks to you as well and adam joining uh sort of like um yeah that stuck around and it's it's it still is around after like i don't know uh close to five years now maybe even yeah time flies yep yeah well let's fly right into the new and notable news section of our show <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Um, first up, I wanted to circle back on a name that we bring up every single episode, Gold Ninja Video and oh. Justin DeClue. What's he uh, doing now? <laughs> they did some fundraising yeah. and, yeah. you know, they, they are going to try and pay for new scans of 16 and 35 millimeter film prints of Freaky Farley from 2007, the Canadian film Skip Tracer from 1977 and a secret 80s Taiwanese action film. Yeah. And they they hit 10K in one day. That's and amazing. And <laughs> ultimately went on to, you know, get over uh, $23,000 when, when I wrote this down, which might even have gone up since then. So they, mm -hmm. they beat their goal, which is great. That's super. Yeah. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the last time I did a, an audio commentary with Justin, he was telling me about, uh, he, he was like, uh, playing with the idea of making scans of certain things and uh, thinking about a, a Kickstarter kind of uh, situation. Uh, and he told me what like secret Taiwanese uh, movie he's... I I'm not going to divulge it here. No, 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 no. But 
believe me it's 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 a movie that the only copy that exists is it's uh, it's almost unwatchable but the people who have sat through it it's an absolute mind melter so i'm amazing super super stoked about that and you should be as well if you like psychotronic cinema that's one to look out for Uh, i can't believe he's he's gonna be able to scan that that's that's like a big big deal Yeah. yeah I'm excited. So go check out Gold Ninja Video, see what they're doing. You might still be able to get some perks at the time of this uh, recording. So yeah, definitely do cool, it. Cool stuff. And and then so this other piece of news that I wanted to bring up was mm. interesting. So Netflix has this show, mm. the movies that made us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, a, a lot of times those are like it's a very kinetically edited mm-hmm. Wikipedia article, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen one of the movies that made us, but I have seen one of the, or like a couple of the toys that made us. Yeah. Yeah. So and I know, I, th- I know what it is. Yeah. I think some people might say like, you know, it's just nostalgia bait and stuff. Sure. But sure. But for like undemanding, I'm going to eat my dinner viewing. Exactly. <laughs> I'll pop it on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched the Back to the Future. No, I watched the Jurassic Park one. Oh, okay. And there's a lot in that one about um, Phil Tippett and how he was gonna do yeah. the the dinosaurs in all in stop motion. They were really gonna like push stop Whoa, motion for real. Yeah, they were like, you know, we're gonna push it to the next level, and oh, man. and it's gonna be like the next level of of stop motion before ILM came in and and kind of you know, were able to create an entire dinosaur, which was like, obviously never something like that had been done before. No, I mean, the stuff that is in Jurassic Park, it's an incredible feat and it still holds up. Oh, it holds up. But now I can't help but think about like the stop motion version of Phil Tippett. Well, they have some like in process um, footage of it in that. So check it out. Yeah, I will. Um, will. And I mean, Phil Tippett, was crushed when they i mean obviously still worked on the movie was i think like a consultant and about the dinosaurs and and i believe they use and some other elements of the, of the movie but phil tippett was like absolutely crushed yeah i mean um yeah when the, he wasn't able to do that work on it but i i thought it was interesting because then a few days later after i watched that someone in our discord shared that Phil Tippett has a new movie yeah, called yeah, Mad yeah. God. Yeah. And it's going to premiere at a bunch of film festivals. And he's been working on it since Robocop 2. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I read I, that basically was working on it during Robocop 2, filmed some scenes, was working on Jurassic Park, thought practical effects and stop motion wasn't really going to be a thing. And so kind of forgot about it worked on all these other movies and then somebody was like hey you should finish it and then i guess (laughs) quarantine happened and had a lot of time on his hands (laughs) oh man if just one good thing to come out of the whole pandemic let it be that then (laughs) yeah so if you haven't if you're out there and you're listening you haven't seen the mad god trailer 2021 it just looks like a very dark stop motion extravaganza so It, it looks unreal like you show me the trailer and man uh I, I love stop motion and it looks so fucking yeah. good. Like maybe the best stop motion looking thing I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. I mean, it looks intense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you like that physical, you know, effect mm-hmm. stuff, you're going to probably dig on this. <laughs> yeah, totally. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. So check it Super out. Mad cool. God. 
um, and see if it comes to a festival near you or maybe it'll be digital at some point. Uh, speaking of physical, hmm. now we can start talking about our physical media corner. Hmm. What um, you got? So <laughs> I would be remiss not to start with this. Code Red is releasing Crud Buddies two thumbs up approved Hanna Barbera feature film. Oh Chomps. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know about this. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what which, a <laughs> dropping the real bomb on me here. <laughs> yeah, which was one of an early screening that Carlo and I watched together <laughs> with no expectations that we loved it. And no and other people in the room. No one else loved it. <laughs> I don't know if there was anyone else. There might have been like four people total. It was like really early when we were trying out the, uh, the screenings. And yeah, uh, yeah, we both were really charmed by jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what's not to like a movie about like a robotic dog where it jumps onto cars and they go flying. And like it, it's a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. It's just, I don't know. I guess it could be grating or annoying. I don't know. Yeah, I've seen I people say that, but I, that's my recollection as well. Like, zero expectations, uh, yeah. goofy robot dog movie, and that's what it was. So, <laughs> man, that's going to yeah, be on so Blu-ray. that's exciting. And it's, I also, it's also fun as, like, a, a moment of, like, our friendship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big like, time. Yeah. You know, we both watch this silly movie, and we're, like, having fun or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, Chomps and uh, Crystal Heart. Those are yeah, exactly. <laughs> the pillars of our, of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that says so much about us <laughs> those, I know. those two movies <laughs> i know and then code red has to come in and tear us apart with fred olin ray's cyclone on blu-ray <laughs> oh oh yeah you <laughs> which don't, i you, famously don't like yeah, and you, you famously like kind movie. of like i love it okay i, I love don't it. just kind of like it i love it it's like okay. one, of my, one of my favorite fred olin ray movies i gotta revisit it <laughs> i mean how long has it been Oh, probably at least five, six years. Yeah, yeah. Give us another shot. You know, yeah. just put it on, and if if like, uh, just try the waters. And if you're like, nah, this isn't working for me still, then fuck it. Yeah, yeah. So then I also wrote down a kind of rapid fire list of things that just seemed interesting to me that I don't know a ton about. So another code red, Sunny Side from 1979, starring Joey Travolta. About like he's like a street tough and he's trying to stop gang violence in his neighborhood. Oh my god! Um, Twenty five <laughs> views on Letterbox, so I was kind of like, that say, seems like that might be interesting. <laughs> say that title again. Sunnyside. Sunnyside. I'm starring not, Joey I, Travolta. Um, hold on, which year? Uh, nineteen seventy nine. Man, I've never heard of this. Joey Nick Martin, Travolta. a young street tough, has a change of heart and attempts to stop the gang violence in his neighborhood. Uh, most of the average reviews are one star, two yeah, stars. Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like West Side Story, but it's Nightcrawlers versus Warlocks. No singing, dancing, way more, too many gang members, and then yada, yada, yada. And the Nightcrawlers hang out as a deli. I don't know, mm -hmm. deli slash discotheque. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to see that. <laughs> sure, why not? Let's let's screen it. Let's uh, <laughs> let's torture some, some other people while we're at it. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, Joey Travolta, I love a movie sold on somebody's <laughs> sibling. I, uh, oh, fuck, what was the movie? I saw this movie not too long ago called Ghost Rider with the Lander Sisters. And That's so funny. I was just looking at that because I'm trying to plan a potential Halloween pregame 24-hour. Oh. And that's on my short list of, like, that would be a fun sort of, like, 
like adjacent to horror comedy where it's kind of spooky but yeah mostly funny. sort of sort of like i don't know i thought the movie like was, one's a ghost or whatever yeah 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 like uh judy landers is a ghost and and Audrey landers plays someone who like moves into the house that judy landers died and uh but yeah uh the reason i thought about it was oh okay so joey travolta and jeff conway are in it and and I just couldn't help but think like those two must have had some conversations, like both sort of living in John Travolta's shadow <laughs> as his as his brother and like the second fiddle in, in Greece. <laughs> um but yeah, there's some oh yeah, the the Barbarian brothers are in that as well. Uh small part though. Uh Dick Miller, uh oh Eric Freeman um of Sally Silent Night Deadly Night 2. Uh, oh nice has a bit role in that and who else george buck flower uh produced by david dakoto and written or also oh no yeah it's produced by um the lander sister's mother okay ruth ruth landers yeah yeah uh directed by yeah we should do a lander's double feature (laughs) for that and their that one other one where they play twins deadly embrace uh, deadly twins or something yeah yeah it has uh like an alternate title, Deadly Twins or Deadly Embrace or something. Deadly Trigger, Trigger? something like that. Yeah, might be that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen that one well uh, yet, but it's it's supposed to be a little skeezier. Uh, but meanwhile, Ghost Rider is, I don't know, it's like almost wholesome. It's this like, um, <clears throat> fuck, what's it called? Up All Night kind of thing. Yeah. But like really wholesome. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really charming. But, uh, not a lot of people like that movie, so the, <laughs> so don't take it from me. <laughs> okay. And then <clears throat> uh, Cohen Media Group is releasing Raphael Silver's On the Yard, starring John Hurd from 78. It's a uh, prison film, um, and it's produced by Joan Micklin Silver, oh, um, cool. who I absolutely love, who has directed a number of really amazing movies like Crossing Delancey, yes. you know, Between the Lines, Big Girls Don't Cry. So that seems really cool with all the reviews of On the Yard 1978 seem like it's uh, really, really good. So I've never heard of cool this. It, yeah, uh... it's cool that it's hitting Blu-ray. I'd like to see it. Um, and then... Well, hmm. let's let's skip to the, some pretty big news. Okay. So Arrow Films is releasing the Shawscope Volume 1 8-disc set. Uh, yeah, that's a big one. Jesus. Yeah. So uh, that's a huge one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, big as another Something I'm not super... Like, I've seen maybe one hmm. or, I don't know, maybe two of those. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, I, I'm very, uh, very blind spot... Uh, centric when it comes to like a lot of the shaw scope like Mm -hmm. shaw brothers uh kung fu movies yeah i i when i was getting into shaw stuff i was kind of like oh i'm gonna go look at the horror you know i'm I'm gonna look at the kind of weirder stuff first Hmm. (laughs) that's weird i'm checking like the arrow site and there's already like a sale on that box uh it it says like early bird price Interesting, but, but then it also says sale 110 mm. pounds instead of like 125. Uh, I wonder why that is, but yeah, that is a, a beautiful uh set with a lot of content. But I don't think I'm gonna get it. Uh, like there's, there's a couple of movies on there I definitely, definitely want on Blu ray, but I know Arrow, I know after the set they'll probably do like separate releases. 
So I'm just gonna like cherry pick the ones I want um, because my favorite uh, Shaw Brothers director, Lau Kar Lung, he has a couple of movies on there, Heroes of the East and Dirty Ho. I definitely want those on Blu-ray, but there's also like a bunch of like, uh, like for example, Mighty Peking Man is part of that set. And Mighty Peking Man is uh, the Shaw Brothers King Kong ripoff, if you don't know. And this came out on Blu-ray already from 88 films a couple of years ago. So I, I already have that on Blu-ray. Uh, I don't know what happened with that license, but apparently it's set Arrow now. Um, also, there's a lot of Chang Che on that set. <clears throat> and I know like Chang Che is the most prolific Shaw Brothers director. He directed like 100 movies in the span of 20 years. So like five uh, movies a year <laughs> he did. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've seen a couple, like, I don't know, like five or six Chang Che movies, and he's not my favorite director. There's a couple of his that I really like, but in general, they're like a bit too serious for me, where in contrast to that, Lau Kar Lung, he, he's really good at comedy, I feel, without going like full on slapstick. Um, but there's more levity to his movies and more actors that I prefer as well, like Gordon Liu and Kara Wei and... Uh, but yeah that's that's why i'm just waiting to cherry pick from that set and this is just like volume one which has 12 movies so, and there's gonna be volume two and i don't know how many volumes in the end but uh, <laughs> there's more coming which which yeah, yeah for fans of hong kong cinema um i believe this is releasing everywhere like us and uk which that's that's what arrow usually does um but yeah, in general, it's just kind of nuts the the amount of Hong Kong cinema Blu-rays that are being released from like U, mainly UK publishers. Uh, Eureka on 88 films. Uh, yeah. Um, Eureka well, just, was, just announced a couple as well. Uh, that's what I was about to say, yeah, that they also yeah. announced the Cinematic Vengeance. Yeah, the Joseph Kuo uh, yeah. set, which is like... Man, no one saw that coming. Because Joseph Joseph Kuo is more of a. Uh, I said in, in in the Discord that it's it's not really a deep cut, but it's still. He did like Taiwan kung fu cinema, and those are on the cheaper end of the spectrum, a bit more um, bare bones. But I, I haven't seen a ton of them. I've seen uh, Mystery of Chess Boxing, which is his most famous one, but apparently that's not part of the set which I thought was kind of weird. Uh, I don't know the story behind that, but still, the fact that this set is being released, um, I don't know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a bit taken aback by that news. Uh, it's, it's really cool. Like, just based on how uh, unlikely it is, I kind of want it. Just the fact that, uh, I don't even know, like, it, it must be like 10 Joseph Kuo movies to exist on Blu-ray from a boutique label. Um, yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. The thing, <laughs> the thing that jumped out to me from this, mm. uh, being somebody who doesn't know anything about them, was um, that a lot of their movies were produced independently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. at the same time as in the, I don't want to just read the press release, but yeah, like at the same time as the genre is like, you know, there's huge studios producing yeah, 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 yeah. these movies and here's somebody that's making a bunch of like independent productions yeah, yeah, yeah. to compete with them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, so, you, yeah. that's what you did. You, you went to Taiwan and you made like a bunch of like cheap Kung Fu movies um, 
sort of like disposable uh, a bunch of them like you don't have like the the shaw studios to work with so there's a bunch of like what they call bashers uh, that mostly take place in fields and have like very um i don't know like similar plots and characters and very tropey but <clears throat> yeah if you're into that stuff it's it's fun but i i definitely don't recommend probably watching this entire set like back to back <laughs> it's, it's uh yeah but still this is really cool like uh it it, it opens just, like perspective for mm -hmm. what else might be coming out if they're like even yeah just like picking a director and just an entire set uh i i can't i can think of others they can do that uh, it's it's already gonna be hard on the wallet so there is speaking of uk uh labels third window i wanted to ask you about this because i saw that you had reviewed it and i'd never heard of it hmm. uh uh hiruku the goblin 1991 oh yeah you're right they're releasing that on blu-ray yeah this is yeah. a shinya um tsukamoto movie uh yes. that's all guy yeah and so that's what i was kind of like hmm. whoa what is this and then i saw that it's you cool. had reviewed it <laughs> yeah it's cool it's cool it's a cool movie it's uh it's based on a manga um kind of an, an, an older obscure one uh 80s uh, like a yokai manga it's uh it, it it doesn't feel super like a shinya tsukamoto movie it definitely feels like he's he's making an adaptation of something but there's like cool creatures in it uh from what i remember uh sort of like this children's ghost story uh vibe at an abandoned school and there's like a, a cave underneath where there's like these crazy spider-like creatures or something it, it's worth checking out uh I, I definitely want that on blu-ray uh it, it's sort of like a left field pick in tsukamoto's library of which they already have a ton like i believe like third window has just about every uh tsukamoto movie on blu-ray but this one was missing for uh, to me obvious reasons because it's not like a super like i mentioned before um very like trademark tsukamoto movie but it's it's still good he's a good director and he he got to work with some cool source material i haven't read that original manga i know the guy who who wrote that uh he did a uh, i actually believe it's based on his most famous manga which is called like yokai hunter <clears throat> which is this one volume thing but i've never read it you, you can probably find it on the internet but yeah yeah that's that's about all i've got on that one i, I say it's worth it, it is definitely worth seeing I want to check it out. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, I had some other stuff, but we're getting we're getting on here, so I think we should talk about the movies that we have been watching lately and whether or not we liked them or would like to recommend them. Um, do you want to go first or me? We can do sort of like a follow up to the last episode because yeah. I said I was gonna watch Hollow Point and now you could oh yeah could, yeah we could talk a little bit about Hollow Point because okay. you you said people should <laughs> should check it out for like a goofy DTV action movie um, yeah yeah to, to to refresh people's mind Hollow Point 1996 it stars Donald Sutherland John Lithgow Tia Carrera Thomas Ian Griffith and more hmm. directed by Sidney J Fury it's like about um it's kind of like a chase movie hmm. um but uh i liked it just because it has a, such a really silly sense of humor yeah yeah it does like uh, honestly I, I i can't tell you what the plot is anymore like i saw no. it shortly after we, uh, we recorded last time and 
I don't know, this sort of like terrorist plot and John Lithgow is a mafia boss and then you've got Donald Sutherland who is on something I've never seen Donald Sutherland do, like especially like <laughs> uh, older Donald Sutherland. Uh, I sort of, uh, I, I described him in, in, in my letterbox review as like, what if like Billy Madison was a 60 year old assassin? <laughs> He's just so goofy, but it's not just him. Like everyone seems to be really in on this is just a dopey action movie like even the director what i wrote in mine i uh, like i really felt like they hit a good tone between having a lot of really funny things happening through these over-the-top performances without it come coming off as like um like ha this sucks you know what I, <laughs> like without it being like wink we know this is garbage it's yeah, more yeah, just yeah. like this is the movie it is but we're also going to find a way to have fun with it. Like there's a, a scene that made me laugh so hard when um, what's his name? Uh, Thomas Ian Griffith. Griffith. Yeah. Like he's running after Tia Carrera, who does like an Indiana Jones slide underneath a door. <laughs> oh yeah. You, yeah. And then he just yeah. kind of like tries to do a half hearted <laughs> roll and slams into the door. And well, it's so funny. It's so funny because he was never going to make that. Like that door is already closed yeah a long time but he still i don't know he jumps into he it like 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 it. a complete idiot yeah and it's it's that kind of thing where it's like that's like a very funny little mm -hmm. joke on like a movie trope of sliding under the thing but they're also not playing it like it's a spoof movie where it's like isn't it dumb this always happens it's just like a and i feel like that's a hard thing to do that the movie does well <laughs> yeah it's a very Thin line. It's a hard ba balance to strike between doing well, going too far with that stuff, or and not doing enough. Yeah, uh, and and like Donald Sutherland's jumping up and down like a kid, <laughs> yeah, cheering on a rocket, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> singing his little songs. Yeah, like um, you know, you're not watching action movies for the story, uh, so that that's not even an, an issue and this one it's an action movie but the action isn't also the main draw but it's that goofy sort of energy and tone which makes yeah. it worth seeing and yeah the yeah. action is like like you said in your review it, it like this is everything about this movie is very like down the middle direct-to-video movie you would watch mm -hmm. in 1996 yeah, yeah, big time but the fact that it's these people and they're having fun and there's it's it's funny yeah makes it worth watching yeah, yeah and uh we're soon gonna see if uh this was just lightning in a bottle because uh i planned in for september a screening of sydney j fury's the rage which he did oh. a year later starring lorenzo lamas roy scheider and gary Busey. so i'm i'm real curious about that one <laughs> let's find out yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't remember which day but check uh check the discord or the site and you'll see which sunday we'll be uh watching the rage nice it's a pretty yeah. obscure one as well so like <laughs> i feel like even less people than uh who have seen hollow point have written something on letterbox about the rage what else do you want me to do one then now yeah go ahead sure okay what you so got? i i've been trying to up my canadian cred oh nice <laughs> um, you know i as somebody who co-hosts a canadian podcast uh <laughs> about canadian movies i do have a lot of blind spots 
So the first one that I checked off my list was Donald Shabib's Going Down the Road from 1970, which is like, you know, top tier, you know, a point gets pointed to as like one of the Canadian movies, you know, uh, of this of the 70s and of the industry. Um, and I don't want to say too much about that because it, it's a lot has been said about it. But if you like really um, sort of like loser cinema where you just follow these guys who you know are down on their luck and kind of despicable trying to find a better life by moving from nova scotia to toronto it has that like uh pseudo documentary style gritty but feels real kind of thing going on and unsurprisingly Hmm. it's amazing Hmm. um but i wanted to really focus on this movie loyalties from 1987 um this is directed by Ann Wheeler, and it's a movie that uh, if you read Will Sloan's Letterboxd review, uh, he, they say it's a testament to how pathetic the Canadian film industry is at promoting its product that this movie is virtually unknown. Well, <laughs> um, and fire. I think Justin DeClue also said like it was nominated for eight Genie Awards and you can't even buy a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like unfortunately kind of forgotten yeah oh and and just sits on a vhs tape basically um and needs a blu-ray because it's a it's a really good movie it's a, a drama about this uh british woman and her children and she she joins uh her husband in an alberta uh, town in alberta and um you know they they meet the kind of locals and there's this weird sort of reason that you don't know why they've left where they came from to to come to this canadian town yeah um and so she sorry no go ahead go ahead and so basically um the the woman who lily uh she befriends like their neighbor roseanne who's helping out with her kids and has a boyfriend that like beats her up and so it's about like their friendship and the kind of like ultimately becomes very disturbing in the end kind of like relationships that they have um in their lives and and how they kind of are together you know you know getting through that storm and and it gets very uh it gets very intense at the end um it's one of those movies where you know where it's going okay kind of like you're kind of like that's what's going on here, right? And oh. you're like, I hope not, but that is it, right? And that's where it goes, and you yeah. don't want it to. Oh, okay. Um, but I really thought that this was, you know, in- incredibly well acted, and it's got um, gorgeous cinematography, and it should not just be sitting on a VHS tape. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm just curious about like this big secret now. That's yeah. Uh, but I guess that's a spoiler to talk about, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's I, yeah. a big thing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah. So <laughs> loyalties, 1987. It's on VHS. Uh, there's VHS copies of it on the internet. But mm. this needs a Blu-ray release. I want to see like that. Like I said in my review on Letterboxd, uh, there's a lot of like campfires and like beach scenes that are all kind of like silhouetted Mm -hmm. and and backyard kind of canadian parties that are so gorgeously shot but kind of hide this really disturbing tangle of relationships that i think should be seen on blu-ray i like should have a good print you know man this this director ann wheeler she did quite a lot i see like 30-ish movies but yeah none of them are really jumping out at me as something i i know uh let's see 
No, it's yeah. I yeah, haven't. Really. I haven't seen any other. So yeah, interesting. But I but, might have to take this, a look. This loyalties one is like her of the thirty-two movies she did. This is the seventh highest. Okay. But it's it's super like no one has almost virtually no one has seen it. like four people have reviewed it on Letterboxd and three of those are you, Will and Justin. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, if that's her seventh most known movie then it's still like uh what's this not? Oh, she did a movie starring Steve Austin? Stone Cold Steve Austin? Mm. Oh, uh their their movie Better Than Chocolate, I think that was pretty well known. It um but yeah, I don't know a ton about like her career or anything. So, but I, I will be watching some more, and particularly seeing that there's some interesting looking posters in her. Like, like I already looked at a few that from the '80s and '90s where I'm like, oh, these look interesting. So, yeah, gonna have to check it out. So check out Loyalties. It's great. What about you? What about me? Uh, let's see. Let's like let's look at my notes. Well, I watched a couple of movies today actually, but I'll talk about. Uh, I think I watched this yesterday. So I've been meaning to get around to the unofficial Jaws 5 oh, yeah. <laughs> movie by Bruno Mattei, a.k.a. Yeah. for this movie apparently credited as William Snyder. Uh, Cruel Jaws, a.k.a. Jaws fa- um, 5, a.k.a. The Beast, apparently. Um, this exists on Blu-ray now as well. I saw that, I forget which company it was that was going to release this on Blu-ray, but they decided not to because there's just like straight up Jaws 1 and Jaws 2 and even Jaws 3 footage used in this movie for for the sharks, uh, the shark scenes. And a Um, lot of stolen music, right? (laughs) There's like Star Wars Wars (laughs) uh, music straight up in this uh, at several points where it's like, the opening thing is star wars but then then it kind of like changes it up and it's like mm, what are you doing there is this like uh yeah hard to say if it's like a, a different variation on the star wars uh theme that they use but it's like just like shameless bruno Mattei classic shit author of uh spent most of his life ripping off like predator or terminator or whatever and he also tried to do his own jaws movie and i'll I'll tell you this it's this it's the best jaws sequel <laughs> like there's jaws two and three and four but this is the best one honestly it's the most <laughs> i feel it's the most enjoyable one um it it's it, it spends less time bullshitting and just getting to the um to the plot points um but it's also just like i don't know it's like a it's an italian ripoff so what do you expect you know uh it's it's jaws but there's like a ton more instances of someone threatening that they're gonna rip someone else's balls off it happens like five or six times in the movie in in almost like the first 30 minutes uh and (laughs) and instead of i'm i'm trying to must be like Roy Scheider's character, maybe. I don't know. There's like a Hulk Hogan lookalike in this. And this was the only movie he ever did. And so I checked on his IMDb because I'm like, this this guy looks so much like Hulk Hogan. What is up with that? Um apparently he met Hulk Hogan in '94, which is a year before this came out. And he was gonna be like a stunt uh double kind of thing for hulk hogan for i believe it was like thunder and paradise but then that fell through 
but he ended up being a stunt um, double for him anyway a couple of years later in the assault on what was it Death Mountain and its sequel got like two Hulk Hogan and Carl Weathers and Shannon Tweed kind of movies um, but yeah you've got this Jaws movie with a Hulk Hogan and um, goofy shit and stolen footage and Star Wars music and uh, apparently they built a shark for the movie like a proper shark but it broke and they didn't, ha- <laughs> and they didn't have any money to build a new one so they just stole footage and I, I really love in this movie there's like several scenes where they just use the fact that at a certain point in the movie this like pink buoy got stuck to the shark and they in they use that to indicate where the shark is without having to show a shark so you've got Hell like just yeah. a pink buoy floating around and people are freaking out because they know oh that's the buoy that's tied to the shark but you don't yeah. have to see the shark it's it's such a i well, love it oh, i love bruno Mattei. he's just so shameless uh, yeah so yeah i recommend cruel jaws it's fun <laughs> I, I think it's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah it i remember i we watched it for one of my old podcasts mm-hmm. we were doing like a shark week thing or something nice. and i <laughs> i i only we did that and and tintorera mm. um which is less fun because it has footage of like animals getting murdered in it <laughs> okay so um but yeah i remember cruel jaws being pretty entertaining yeah yeah it's a it's a good summer movie like you know J- jaws in general that's those are good summer movies uh i watched like one two through four like like basically all of the canon jaws movies uh last year but i i got kind of burnt out <laughs> uh before i got to cruel jaws because that was a plan i'm gonna i was like i'm gonna watch one two three four and then i'm gonna watch bruno Mattei's jaws <laughs> movie as like the unofficial jaws five and yeah i should have done that last year because yeah i don't know like jaws three and four i, I think those are just the kind of miserable movies and they just wore me out so i was like eh, i've seen enough ju- I've seen enough Jaws. <laughs> you Jaws got... 5, Cruel Jaws. Yep. Check it out. Yep. Best sequel. For sure. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything um, else? Yeah. Another movie I watched that was a big surprise for me was uh, Eyes of a Stranger from 1981. Oh, yeah. Is that this... uh, Ken Wiederhorn? Ken Wiederhorn, mm. which is, you know, has a really interesting <laughs> career. Too, in the, baby. <laughs> in, yeah. In that I don't. I don't. I'm not like oh Ken Wiederhorn. I I like their movies, but then I've seen Return of the Living Dead too. I've seen Same. Meatballs too. I've seen Same. King Bleepin' Frat. <laughs> oh no, I haven't seen that one yet. But <laughs> yeah, and so now I've also seen Eyes of a Stranger. I I need to get to Shockwaves. Oh yeah, Shockwaves, um, and oh yeah, the Dark Dark, Dark Tower, Tower is a Michael Mor- VHS classic. Yeah, Michael Moriarty is in that one. That that's all I know about it, really. Uh, yeah. That's why I know um, it. So I, Eyes of a Stranger, uh, in my head, it's always been mm. known as like a really sleazy movie. Mm, mm. And I've kind of avoided it because of that, because I knew that it was about like they're, uh, a, they're tracking down a rapist in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I kind of knew like, oh, I don't know about that. But I was in a position where I had some free time and I was like, I'm just going to put this movie on <laughs> like on the weekend. Because um, I was in, I, I started to think like, I'm going to try and get a little bit into that like pre-halloween pre-game <laughs> where it's like i'll watch one or two horror movies just to yeah, that's sort of know, what i did with cruel start, jaws uh, yeah because that's also like a horror movie but it's a summary horror movie so i'm yeah. I'm, I'm warning warming up as well <laughs> yeah and and so 
This movie is 1981, so it's like earlier in the slasher boom, and it's produced by the company that made Friday the 13th, Georgetown Productions. So it has that feeling, but it really feels like, you know, if this was being sold as like a slasher, it, it feels kind of like once the butts got into seats, the movie is kind of like, oh, yeah, you want to see a movie about a murderer, eh? Well, check this, like, sick shit out. It feels very more like... <laughs> It's trying to be like a thriller with like, you know, psychological and very kind of disturbing elements, not like body count. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although there is some of that to it, but it but it's so it's basically about a woman who is a, a newscaster and she gets involved with like trying to find this guy who's been going around. He's a serial rapist and and her sister, Jennifer Jason Lee, um, can't see or hear or speak since something terrible happened to her as a as a kid so it's very tense and disturbing um but i i really liked it i thought it was really well made Hmm. and i thought the movie had an interesting eye for um how the newswoman played by lauren twos like isn't believed or isn't taken seriously like it feels like there's a little bit of that like kind of undertone to the movie where it's not just about it's not just going to be about the sleazy stuff and i do think it takes the sleazy moments almost too far Mm -hmm. like it does that thing where it's like you there's one scene where you see an assault and it gets like right up to that point where like if you don't stop this if you don't stop showing me this soon i'm gonna turn on you movie because this this sucks (laughs) you know and this is gross Mm. um and so i feel like it it is a hard one to truly recommend, but I do feel like the craft of the movie and the suspense mm. and, and the fact that it did seem like it was trying to say some things at times. Like there's a, there's a, a moment where like a couple moments where she's on TV trying to say like, we need to take this seriously. Like everyone needs to be reporting if they see something or if, or if like if, if they see somebody strange um and like they keep trying to like cut away and when they do cut away it goes to this guy who's like today we're gonna have snow and like throws like fake (laughs) snow in the air he's like basically a clown like and it it, it's very like okay i see that you're doing a juxtaposition i see you're trying to have something to say about this even if it's not like i don't know like okay you know your point is a very easy point to make but i did feel like there was enough there to undercut the fact that it was also a sleazy yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. I wonder so, uh, to whose credit that is because Ken, yeah. Ken Wiederhorn, I don't really know him as someone who is uh, <laughs> I know. a sensitive creator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was written by guys who like wrote for him and wrote for Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, yeah, I, but, I haven't seen that one yet, but yeah, um, cause it's a, it's a horror movie. So I'll, I'll watch it eventually. Yeah, if you can, and, and again, it does feel a little more thrillery. I mean, there's some Tom Savini oh, moments oh, of yeah. gore, okay, but it does feel more like she's investigating and picking up clues and stuff. Sort of and so, Jallo esque, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe, maybe. So, okay. <laughs> if you can, if you can take like get past some of that yeah, unsavory yeah, yeah. stuff with the this kind of a movie then guess you it, might find something to like guess it depends on the mood a little bit like if you're feeling a bit more tolerant towards the movie yeah. or yeah it, it really depends on the mood that kind of thing sometimes totally. it's uh some days you just can't deal with that shit 
100%, even yeah. even in this in those kind of movies you know uh, yeah and it really depends so if you're yeah in the mood for a horror movie mm-hmm. you might might make sense to put eyes of a stranger on anything else uh yeah i mean i watched two movies today so i'm okay I'm, well yeah i feel like you want to hear about the incident uh because i i do yeah i uh yeah. i i i I teased sort of well. Well, I logged it on Letterboxd. You saw that I watched it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it uh, tonight. Okay. So, uh, the incidents from 1967, uh, directed by Larry Pierce, and it's sort of like this uh, stage play ish movie where um, I feel like the first half hour of the movie might be a little bit more. It's just like setting up and introducing. Uh, it's cast of characters and it's all people who are about to get on the New York City subway mm-hmm. in that like first stretch of the movie it's basically like building character it's telling you who these people are where they're coming from but the first people that are introduced are the antagonists which are played by uh, Martin Sheen in his film debut and yeah. um, what's his name uh, Italian actor Tony Musante uh, so that's the the sort of like the cold open to this movie like there's no credits it's just those two guys and they're getting into trouble and before the opening credits roll they've already beaten the guy to death so right off the bat this movie is like bam in your face pretty intense these guys are maniacs they they are evil evil guys uh, and then it starts setting up, well, the opening credit ro- roll, uh, and then it starts setting up the other characters. And eventually they all end up in the same subway, in the same like compartment. And it's from there on on, it's so fucking, it, it becomes like absolute like stage play. It's like one okay. location and they just start bullying everyone who's on that, uh, in that subway compartment. And it just... It gets so fucking intense and intense and intense and you just can't look away. It's so conflict heavy. And again, this is not uh, easy breezy entertainment. Um, no. Also because these guys are so they're racist, sexist. And there's like the first guy that they pick off turns out to be gay and they really hone in on that. And it's there's some tough stuff to watch there. It's mm-hmm. like really... Icky, but really well done, super well acted. Um, the, the cast in this, uh, aside from like Martin Sheen uh, making his debut, you've got um, uh, Ed McMahon is in it, Ruby D, Brock Peters, Bo Bridges. Uh, not, not this first role because he was a child actor, but like very mm-hmm. young Bo Bridges. Uh, a really great performance from him. Um, Donna Mills uh, in her like second movie credit, I feel. Um, but yeah, this movie just, I don't know, it it really, I was really transfixed on it. Like every, sometimes you like look at the time when you're watching a movie, like, um, you sort of like gauging like, oh, this will be done at that time. And every time I looked at the clock, a half hour had gone by, which is like, (laughs) that, that almost never happens. I'm like, whoa, this movie's just flying by. I'm just like so invested in what's going on here. And it's tough to watch but you can't watch like look away um yeah so yeah i I highly recommend checking out the incident uh i've never seen like a larry pierce movie um the um, the incident might be his most 
known one. He did another one called Two Minutes Something or Other. Whoa. Uh, two Minute Warning. Two Minute Warning, yeah, with uh, Charlton Heston and John Cassavetes, uh, which is about a sniper at a football game, um, which I'm going to check out uh, very soon as well, just like based on the credit that has been built up now by <laughs> watching the incident. Uh, it's black and white as well. I should mention this movie, uh, really great cinematography, very um, it's late 60s, like gritty New York uh, subways and, and dirty streets. And uh, they're all like, uh, I believe, making their way to like the main characters, the, uh, the well, main characters, the antagonists are making their way to Times Square. But the movie like that, that ride seems to last about an hour I didn't I don't know which place they start at but time sort of gets like um it, it gets kind of confusing like time was I'm like should, should this ride take this long really but <laughs> <laughs> you know that's it's 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 all like basically taking place in this bubble in this subway compartment so um time sort of yeah it, it just flew by and um yeah, if, if if you're interested, like I saw on my letterbox, a lot of mutuals have it in their watch list. Like my mutuals and only like maybe two or three people have seen it. Uh, so if you're able to check out the incident, it's it, it's very, very good. <laughs> well, let's leave it at that then. Cool. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, it's uh, uh, time to be thanks. going. Thanks for listening mm -hmm. to the show. Please go to backdashroad.com. Um, for all of your back row needs and keep your eyes on the feed. There'll be more stuff in the podcast feed. Go to our Patreon. You can find that on the website. Uh, follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at YCKMD underscore. Mm. And Carlo, where can people find you? Uh, Letterboxd.com slash Psychopike. If you want to get a preview of stuff <laughs> I'll, I'll, be watch, uh, I'll be talking about on, on this then that's the place to do it and much more sweet yep all right goodbye until next time Bye -bye. see ya